All right, hello, and welcome to the Rogue O'Tours podcast. I'm Chad Durham. I am Jacob Hampton. And we have a guest with us this week who also happens to be my sister. Say hello, Krista. Hello, everybody. Krista is here because this week's topic is the romantic comedy genre. And since Krista and I have grown up together, I happen to know that she is an expert on the romantic comedy genre, so she graciously agreed to guest with Jake and I today as we kind of delve into what makes a romantic comedy. Um, I am always a vocal opponent of the formulaic romantic comedies, generally speaking, though of course I have a bunch of ones that I like that are dumb. We'll get to that later. Um, and Krista has always been a vocal proponent of romantic comedies, so we're gonna, we're gonna touch on that. Uh, forgive us in advance, I know unprofessional podcast etiquette a few of us have some sore throat issues going on. <laughs> so if there's coughing or, or you know, struggles right, yeah. to understand us, we apologize in advance. Um, but we want to start out here. We'll get to romantic comedies. We'll, we'll touch on a lot of different issues of romantic comedies. But first, as always, we want to talk about a few movies that we have recently seen. And so I, I actually haven't seen any. I have been falling down on the job here. I'll let I'll let Jake start. Jake's going to talk about uh, Deepwater Horizon and American Honey, which I just wanted to make sure to say Jake's review of American Honey is up at RogueOtours.com, um, so you can check that out in in uh, on the web, um, and then he'll talk a little bit about that, and then uh, we'll talk about Krista's in a minute. But Jake, let's hear about Deepwater Horizon and American Honey. Cool, um, Peter Berg. Yes. Directed Deepwater yes. Horizon. Correct. I did not see, what was it called? Lone Survivor? Uh, right, I nor did. I. I did see okay. Lone Survivor, yeah. Um, and I've not seen Friday Night Friday Lights. Lights. Okay. Love, so yes. You've got two lovers <laughs> of Friday Night Lights on this podcast Although right now. Although the show. The show. The show. He, the you're show probably talking about that the movie, he, right? I mean, I everything. Oh. He directed the movie, which I love. Okay. But he and was the creator slash executive producer of the show, which is fantastic. But Okay, so this is my first Peter Berg experience. <laughs> Which they showed a trailer for his next one in front of this, which mm. like oh. kind of gave me an impression of who he is. What? Um, what's? I know we're tangenting here, but know, what's sorry. his next? It's, no, no, please. It's like about I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I think it's called Patriots Day about the Boston Marathon. Yes, oh, oh, and he Mark directed Wahlberg's that. in it. Mark yeah. Wahlberg's right? in it again. No way. I didn't know that he was directing. I didn't that know either. he was directing Patriots. Right, either. and it's like this, like it has this like soft version of America the Beautiful playing and with like d dramatic images. Anyway, I just <laughs> include that because that was like a good indication of what was to come in Deepwater Horizon, <laughs> which um, at multiple points literally had images of like the American flag like burning in the wreckage for oh, like no reason. Gosh. So it's kind of like. That kind of movie, I guess. Not, not um, <coughs> subtlety isn't necessarily right. a strong point, yeah. right? It was just like extreme, like America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, anyway, oh, and I'm supposed to give a shout out to Steve and Kel, who I saw the movie with. They wanted nice. me to say that real nice. bad. <laughs> um, we um, love, we love you, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on to my actual opinion of Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> um, so. It was very entertaining. It was kind of disaster porny to me. Like, about halfway through, I was like, man, like, I mean, spoilers, I guess, but I was just like, we're watching a lot of people die, and, yeah. like, some of it doesn't seem to have bearing on the plot, other than just being, like, a death scene, because 
just to show know. that like a lot of people yeah. died. Yeah, so it was, I didn't really expect that, I guess. Um, and by the end, it kind of, I had a similar feeling that I had in Sully, which was kind of like, um, okay, so you told this story, but what am I really supposed to take away from it? Other than like, America is, is great, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was entertaining. I don't know if I would see it again, but... Um, How was Mark Wahlberg? He was good. Um, he was, every, all the acting was pretty good. Um, Gina Rodriguez is in it. John Malkovich too, right? Yeah, John Malkovich is a little bit... Gina Rodriguez, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's great. I like her. Um, and who's the wife, Kate Hudson? Kate oh yeah, Hudson. Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kate Hudson's good. We'll definitely touch on her in the romantic comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, John Malkovich, and that was one other, like, not complaint, but... Um, John Malkovich's character, and I don't know this actual story of what happened very well, yeah, but his um, character was a little, it was a little like over the top villainy, kind of like. Oh yeah, you see that in the trailer again. actually a little bit. Oh, do you? Yes. Okay. Um, Where which, he's basically like cutting corners on secu- on safety. Uh huh. Yeah, he's just in like, the trailer. Nope, 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 we need we don't care. We have to make money, and yeah. we have to do it. That's yeah, cartoonish. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, maybe that's how it happened, but I don't know. Right. But right. probably um, not. <laughs> yeah. Which was another kind of similarity that Sully had, which it just it kind of needed a villain, so it just kind of makes people right out of control. It's a movie, so we have to have a villain, yeah. right? But but overall, it was um, it was a good action movie. I mean, how? Uh, quick question: How was his? How was Peter Berg's directing? Because, I, so he kind of, in Friday Night Lights, both the show and the movie, he, I don't want to say became famous for, but his style was a lot of moving, roving camera work. Okay. Um, allowed for ad-libbing and, and didn't always a care. more realistic. Yeah, didn't right? always care what the position that the actors were in. Like, it didn't feel like they were hitting spots as much as we're just acting and the camera's going to move around. Is that something right. that's continued? I'm, I was more just curious. This seems a little bit more difficult of a movie. Yeah. To um, do that in. To do that in. That's yeah. why I was just curious. I didn't notice that specifically. I think you would have if it was as prevalent because right. that was kind of like all... The movie Friday Night Lights is like all that way. Right. But I will and say it was impressive just the way it was shot. Um, like the rig. It just felt very... It didn't feel like a set. It felt nice. like real. Right. Um, cool. And then, um, yeah, I also saw American Honey on a whim this past week. I was week. very curious about American Honey. Yeah, um, I hadn't seen a trailer or anything, so I was going in pretty blind to it, um, and I loved it. It's, for, I mean, I guess a lot of people probably haven't heard of it. It's um, basically just two, almost three hours, actually, oh. of um, this girl um, named Star who meets this crew of magazine salespeople who just travel around the country in a van um, and sell magazines door to door. Led by Shia LaBeouf. Led by Shia LaBeouf. Um, but, and, but Shia LaBeouf's the only one in the whole crew that actually... And he even looks weird. He has like a... Um, yeah, whatever you call that. like Kind of like um, a mohawk. Rat tail. I think oh, that's what rat tail. Yeah. yeah. Um, he the, has a rat the tail. The Padawan thing? Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but... Otherwise, um, but he like, so he like wears a suit, but other than him, all the other kids are like, like they look homeless and like really, like they are like in pajama pants and like, um, just look like really dirty and smelly all the time. And so it's just this really interesting culture because I just watched that and I was like, how can these people expect 
to sell anything with the way they're presenting themselves and it was yeah. just this unexpected um view into this specific world and it's um, it did feel a little. It felt pretty long by the end, but it reminded me because it's me not plot heavy at all. No, right? it's just following them around basically. Um, but it has really cool music. Um, I don't think it even really had a score, but just it has really cool music choices. They listen to a lot of rap, so it's just this like weird white trash booming bass band that travels right. around, you know. <laughs> and so um, it's a really interesting aesthetic and feeling and stuff. Um, and kind of reminded me in feeling of um, movies like Boyhood and kind of like um, maybe even The Tree of Life, dare I say, just where it's like long and reflective and kind Images of... Images. Yeah. And, and coming of agey and Not story driven, mm-hmm. all that coming of agey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really good though. I recommend it to anyone who appreciates that kind of movie I think that's what I would compare it to it's nice. like Boyhood Tree of Life type stuff but if you find those movies insufferable then right. you wouldn't like American Honey yeah. Yeah. and the director's name Andrea Arnold Andrea Arnold, Arnold right. who I don't think I recognized anything else she's done right that. right and even the main character the girl was was like completely unknown oh completely new yeah, yeah like they just found her and never had acted Sasha before Lane. and she's she's amazing so yeah go see it nice thanks that's a good one. All right, and then uh, I'm I'm gonna have Chris to talk about a couple. Um, I'll let her touch on most of them, but I, I'm interested to hear a couple of her thoughts on Girl on the Train. So if you don't mind starting with that, yeah. and then you can just kind of segue into the the others that you've seen and give a, a couple thoughts. Okay, yeah, I've seen a few, so I'll, I'll keep my reviews brief. But Girl on the Train, I saw. I was going to read the book and didn't, but I did know the main plot points going into it. <laughs> Um, because I am a um, person who likes to look it up sometimes, so I know what's <laughs> oh, going to happen. No. <laughs> that needs to be said. Um, but I thought it was okay. Lots of people are comparing it to Gone Girl, which I did not see, so I did not get any of the comparisons. I thought Emily Blunt was fantastic. Um, always. Always. <laughs> All three. And then Haley Bennett, who plays... Megan, I thought was really good. Who's also in Magnificent Seven, which she'll also mention in a minute. Also Magnificent Seven, which I also saw, yes. Um, so I thought both of their performances were really strong. I thought the plot was just okay. Um, I saw it with a friend who hadn't read the book and didn't know anything going into it, and she figured out what was going to happen before the end. So I think maybe a lot of people would be able to. Right. I think if you like a thriller type it's good to see just for Emily Blunt's performance, but it's not necessarily that great of a movie. Right. I guess would be my Which and, own, and like, from what I've heard and I think Krista as well, it follows yeah. pretty well. I've heard it yeah, I think it follows she, pretty well with the book. Um that she told in the book. I yes. forget her name right now. Oh I'm um, so sorry. I don't shoot, I know it. Yeah, yeah. Our but bad. the the author did not write the screenplay right. though, which I think is a big difference between that and Gone Girl. Right. Mm. Because she did. Yes, and change whatever changes were hers. Yeah. And Girl on the Train, the book has I think some of the same problems, which yes. I liked Girl on the Train, the yes. book. No I one needs to tweet plot. at us about how, I'm but, but it has. <laughs> I the think same, lots of the issues are ones from the, the book. The same that issues with the story, the but it the, the story gets to unfold in a. In a more, um, in a slower fashion. Yes. And so maybe some of those issues with the, the plot aren't as glaring <coughs> until the end. Like I know people who knew what was coming in the yes. book as well. Yes. I didn't happen to know what was coming. But then when it comes, you're kind of like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, not yeah. like, whoa, you're like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, Emily, Emily Blunt, 
is always great. She's one of my favorite actresses. She's basically the reason I saw it because yeah. I think she's fantastic, and, and she continued that. And I don't, I haven't seen it, but I loved Rebecca Ferguson in um, Mission Impossible <coughs> Five, uh, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Yeah. Um, but I, Krista mentioned she's not necessarily in it all that. Yeah, much. she doesn't have. They don't give her that much to do. Yeah. She did well with what she had. I thought the guys were fine. But That's Justin Thoreau. It's Justin like, Thoreau, and Luke, um, Evans. Luke Evans, and also um, the guy who played Carlos. What's his name? Um, Carlos. Yeah, the movie. Uh, I can't think of his name. It's all good. Dang Carlos it! The movie? Yeah, uh, he's a really good actor. <laughs> we'll look it up. We'll look it up. We'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll edit that out. And anyway, um, <laughs> but they didn't necessarily have that much to do. But Emily it's, Blunt was good. Alice and Janney should get a shout out because she's good in everything. Her part is small, but nice. she was also good. Um, and then I saw The Dressmaker, which you may not have heard of. I don't. I guess it came out in Australia first, like a year ago. Oh wow! But it has, and it did like really, really well in Australia. Um, Kate Winslet's in it. She comes back to her old town, and she's a very successful dressmaker. She had gone to Paris, and she left on bad terms from the town. Uh, there's a lot of rumors about why she left. I'm, I mean, I guess I can talk about it. It's not like a big spoiler. But people say she killed a boy. So lots of people in the town don't like her. But she comes back and kind of starts changing people's minds. Especially the women. Because she makes them these beautiful dresses. And kind of trans- transforms them into new people. And they're confident. And anyway, but she's, and she has a mom who's pretty crazy. And then Liam Hemsworth is in it. Oh, yeah. He does a good, he does a good <laughs> job. Um I thought overall it was a really cute movie. Kate Winslet's great. Liam Hemsworth I thought was great. But it has some tone issues. Weird plot things happen that you're really not expecting with how the rest of the movie has gone. Um, So there was a couple of plot points that we were not fans of. But overall it's a cute movie. And she's great. But there's a couple little issues here and there. Especially with tone. Like, not being able to really keep it straight. Right. But um, overall, we thought... I saw with my roommate, and who also loves romantic comedies, and it was cute up until a specific thing happened that we were not a fan of. Right. Well, and tone's a big part of what I think what we'll talk about when we yeah. try to define romantic comedies, if if tone is, is in fact, an important part of yeah. romantic comedies. But anyway. Yeah, so we, 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 we did like it, though. Kate Winslet is great, as always. Um, and then The Magnificent Seven I saw... Um, and it's good. It's basically exactly what you would expect from the trailers. It's not life-changing in any way, shape, or form. But Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt are both incredibly charming in everything. And that trend continues in The Magnificent Seven. <laughs> Haley Bennett, who was in Girl on the Train, is also in this. And also great in this. Yeah. Um, very great character. Yeah, she's having a moment, as they say. Yeah. And um, the... Um, it was good. Lots of good action. Um, Peter Sarsgaard always plays a always plays a bad guy, bad and guy. he yeah. did great as always. Um, the seven are all I thought were all great. Ethan Hawke's in it also. Um, anyway, but it is exactly what you would expect from the trailers. Right. Like pretty good, like charming. If you think you're the, gonna like it, you probably if you, will. Yeah, if you liked Denzel and Chris Pratt, most likely you will like this mm-hmm. movie. Um, and then the last two, I'll just touch on real fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, we saw Florence Foster Jenkins. Have you? I don't know. Meryl Streep is fantastic. Yeah. Like it's really, really good. This is gonna shock everyone out shock there. Shock everybody. She Meryl was Street really, really good. 
Um, <laughs> Hugh Grant was actually surprisingly. I mean, there's some Oscar talk for Hugh because Grant because of Foster him Jenkins. being in some of the romantic comedies we'll probably talk about today. Yeah, he's not. Def- he is not necessarily known for his acting abilities, <laughs> but I thought he was really good. Yeah. Um, a good companion with Meryl Streep. It's just a cute story based on a true story. Yeah. It's kind of a comeback for Hugh Grant, in fact. Yeah. And I know Entertainment Weekly wrote an article a couple weeks ago about how it was a return to the spotlight and yeah. how he was so good in it. Yeah, he's there, really, he's there really, is some really Oscar great. Yeah. Buzz a little bit for Yeah, because he's right there with her the whole movie. So, um, and I really, oh, I wish I knew the guy's name. But there's another guy who plays a piano player who's been, like, he's in Dr. Horrible. Mm. And I cannot think of his name. I know. And the Big it. Bang Theory. And the Big Bang. Oh, yeah, I heard yeah. he's great too. Yeah, he's great. Also, he's like um, a surprise for me. Simon Helberg. S- there you go. That is. That was name. with my own head. I didn't yes. look that up. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so it's it's just a really cute story, and she's great in it, and um, we really liked it. Cried nice. a couple times, but that's not a surprise. <laughs> um, and then the last one was Queen of Cat Catway, I think is how you say it, which is the movie about um, a young girl in Africa who is trying to become a chess champion. And Lapita Nyong'o's in it, and David. And David Oyelowo. Oyelowo, thank you. Yeah, he's um, great. Who are both great, and the little girl's fantastic, and it's again, that's also exactly what you'd expect yeah. from the trailer. It's a Disney movie. It's right? a Disney yeah. movie. Yes, it's basically it's like a Disney sports movie, like all the others. Except about chess. Except about chess. That's the sport in this <laughs> movie. Um, but it's it's a good. I thought it was a good portrayal of the conditions that she was in in Africa. Nice. Which is actually a lot more of the story. I mean, it's about chess, but also just about what she has to go through, especially with Lupita Nyong'o as her mom and like just the conditions they live in every day, right? Basically, so we really liked it. Nice. A lot uplifting, right? You know, good story. Everyone's so great in it. So we really, I really liked it a lot. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the maybe the two most recommended American Honey from Jake, and then maybe. Queen Probably of Queen of Catsway or, or um, Florence Foster Jenkins, nice. for sure, I'd recommend, too. Nice. Cool. So some possi- if you've seen any of those uh, or want to take issue, of course, as always, you can uh, comment on Rogo Tours on the site, uh, on Facebook, or you can tweet at Rogo Tours or at Jacob Hampton 26 or at CDurham99 or even at KDurham444. Yes. Yeah. There you go. All righty. So we we want to delve a little bit into the romantic comedy, the rom com, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it, and we, so we wanted to start out with defining it because, um, as Krista and I have talked a little bit over the last couple of days, we haven't talked with Jake, so we're excited to hear some of his uh, perspective and his take on it. But Krista has kind of introduced the idea, which I'm sure she'll touch on, that maybe my view of the romantic comedy has been a little bit narrow. And so I just want to start before we kind of open this up and, and Krista can jump in and Jake can jump in about what really makes a romantic comedy. Um, but I think a lot of times when people use that term, they're speaking of a very formulaic movie that hits, and you guys can help me out with some of the points, but there's a meet cute. I know them very well. <laughs> there's a meet cute where they meet in some cute way. That... And maybe sometimes don't, sometimes they hit it off right away, but sometimes they don't like each other. Mm. That's, that's probably one or the that's, other. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes they hate, I mean, the notebook, right? They hate each other yeah. at first and then. Yes. And a lot of times it is, they don't like each other at first. Yes. Yeah. Through a series of madcap circumstances, <laughs> uh, they come to realize we, we like each other and there's a lot of fun and there, there are usually sidekicks. 
yes. comedic sidekick. Yes, funny sidekick. Usually side, a really good friend friends. and a really good friend. Yes. yes. Funny best friends. Yes. Sometimes there's a montage of some sort of falling in love. <laughs> That happens and in the middle. And when we say sometimes, we mean every time. Most of the time. Um, and then, at some point, one of them does something wrong or has been doing something maybe, wrong the whole time, usually. maybe they've been lying the whole time. Yeah. And at there's first... A... <laughs> Jacob's... <laughs> there is, there's always a lie. In the formula ones we're talking about, there's always a lie or a deceit. Of some sort. Of some yeah. sort. Um, that doesn't come out till near the end. And makes one of them mad or hate the other for a little while so that the person who has lied or de- deceived must do some sort of, as Krista called it earlier, grand gesture. But not yes. before the sad montage. <laughs> exactly. They're both separate. They're sad. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm not crying. It's just raining on my face. <laughs> um, anyway, Flight of the Concord shout out. Um, and yeah, so there's a sad montage and then grand gesture and that may, that's any number of things. There Running are airport the things. Airport, yeah, lots of airport things. Some sort of grand Ma- display of yeah, affection. Yeah, in how to lose a guy in 10 mean, days. It's usually public. Affection. It's usually public. public. He has to drive the motorcycle, the motorcycle. right, to, yes. to catch her. Um, at, at which point they apologize, of course. And the other person realizes, you know what? I knew I loved them anyway, and but I I'm just so had glad. to go through this for the movie's plot. <laughs> and now I'll accept your apology. And now I accept your apology. Let's make out, and they we will live, live happily, happily ever, ever after. after. Yes. So that's the general formula of the most specific Base. version, or the most basic version <coughs> of the romantic comedy. And so what I want, what I was hoping Jake and, and Krista could jump in on is, is. For the sake of today's, you know, well, before we go to that, those are the ones that I really struggle with. And we did a, we did a poll on uh, Rogo Tours on Twitter, which was the romantic comedy genre is A, a lazy genre, B, perfect escapism, or C, misunderstood. And thank you to all the people who voted who <laughs> proved my point right to Chad. So lazy genre was in fact very low. It was only like three out of 17 people or something like that. And then the other 14 split evenly in the end, saying it was a misunderstood genre or it was perfect escapism. Yes. And part of the issue I've always had is I kind of see the genre of romantic comedy as that very basic formulaic plot. And I hate that you just go and you see the exact same thing every time. Plug in these actors or actresses yes. and nothing else really matters, you know? And so the ones that always appealed to me were the ones that followed a lot of that structure but then took little detours or had enough humor to just make me not care. not worry, not care. So as we talk today, like, I mean, do we want to expand that definition? Jake or, or Krista, do, what, what do you think, what does a romantic comedy mean in the way, you know, I mean, because we can keep that one and then just discuss some of the ones that fall right outside that that are really good. Or we can kind of expand our definition and, and include, you know. So I, when I was thinking about romantic comedies, especially because I knew that Chad doesn't like them and I wanted to prove to him that he was wrong, <laughs> I expanded the definition a bit because I wanted to make sure that he, I would include ones that I knew that he liked. Right. But I still don't, it's, I still think it's valid, even if my reasons for doing it <laughs> may have been selfish. <laughs> right. But I think it's any movie that has romance as a driving force for some of the plot. Okay. I mean, most of the plot. 
That's I, also a comedy? That is also funny. Okay. That is really how I feel. So there's one that I'm going to bring up later that I know that Jake really likes. Right. That maybe people it would not think of as the stereotypical romantic comedy, but romance is a major driving force of the plot. Like, the main thing, really, and it's also very funny. And to me, that is a romantic comedy. Nice. Uh, because as it Chris has and both I, elements. Because even though I've been stubbornly against them, and I talked to my film lit class in high school, and I always tell them, like, romantic comedies are not my favorite genre. Um, as Krista mentioned some of those, and I thought, like, well, if those are romantic comedies, the reason I never saw them as such <coughs> is because they, they busted out of that formula. Yes. And so that, to me, immediately took them out of the romantic comedy yes. genre in my mind. And that being said, just real fast, sorry. No. I just want to say, I still there are still a lot of the formulaic ones that I like. And there are some even I like expanding, that I'll mention as Even well. expanding the definition as I did, there are a lot of the formulaic yeah. ones that I'm still huge fans of. Right. And will apologize for, even knowing they may be lazier than others. I right, still right, like right. them, I just do. Right. Um, no, I agree that, that probably most people, when they hear the phrase, think of the formula. I... In thinking of movies to talk about, I've tried to fit Krista's definition more, just with comedies that are romantic, basically. Yeah. Right. Um, I was kind of worried when when you posted um, that we were doing this podcast with like that vast like grid of romantic yeah. comedies. Those are all very formulaic. I've seen ones. like two of those. Yeah. So. I hadn't even seen a lot of those because they're all the ones that that he avoids. Yeah, that I yeah. avoid actively. Right. So a lot of the ones I'll mention um, will be the ones that break conventions. I think. Nice. Yeah. And probably also that air on the side of um, romantic dramedy. Oh yeah. Like, Which yeah. is something I was going to touch on because I have a lot of. There's a lot of movies that I love, a couple of my favorite movies that are very romantic, but they lack a bit of the comedy. Yeah. So I would have, I have to exclude them, like right. Love and Basketball, I'm just, and Save the Last Dance are two of my favorite movies that have romance as a major driving force, and both of them follow the formula of a romantic comedy, of the, the but meat. But they're not very funny. But they're not very funny, right. so I excluded those. Nice. Also, my list is incredibly long, so yeah. it's easy to <laughs> cut ones that aren't as funny, yeah. but... um I don't think of them. They're, neither of them are very funny. Well, and part of the and reason, and they even follow oh, the same pattern as right, others. That but the comedy element is not really there. Nice. I was gonna say. Um, yeah, I don't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh no, no, no! You're fine. I like that we're doing this in October. Oh, I remember. And that we did horror, horror. movies in like April. <laughs> like maybe we can do war dramas we for Christmas. Or I know, right? War dramas. We don't care. <laughs> I remember what I was going to say. Part of the reason we didn't do a ranking, there are a lot of reasons we didn't it do lasts. a ranking. We like to rank. But there I are a lot have of a hard reasons. Time ranking. Yeah. Also, that's and one of the reasons. biggest reasons is that because we're kind of going to be expansive here and let, let our definition. Per, uh, be malleable even throughout this podcast as we kind of talk about them. It felt wrong to then try to rank them yeah. because you have some. I have here some of the. So, Chris and I were talking earlier about Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge is a romance with a lot of funny stuff in it. And, it, and romance is the driving force. Romance is of the driving the force. And, and they, it follows And they the purposefully formula. have over the top comedy yeah. in it. It's and hilarious. yeah, and at the very and end he has this grand gesture he has she to do. Does. I mean she has she this does. grand gesture she has to do, sorry. But then she dies. Yes. Yes. Well it's spoiler not... alert, she dies. <laughs> it's not it's not the normal it's not necessarily a happy ending, right. but it actually does follow the same And so right. this is my thing, it's like I would never include Moulin Rouge on a romantic comedy list because it just wouldn't seem like it fit. 
But Krista's right in that it it has a yeah. lot it, of those same elements. And most people, if we had a musicals list, of it course, would be at the top. Of course, Moulin Rouge is on this on list this or, or sure. is in consideration for the yes. list. Or great and, love stories. Right. They would also, well, and that's where tragic love <laughs> stories. And that's where the kind of like the the mental block did come in for me. You know, um, in saying that they're lazy is like, I would not count Moulin Rouge as a romantic comedy. Yes. But in our expanded definition, it checks a lot of the boxes. Yes. Okay. And then the question is like, well, does it have to have a happy ending? Well, then you bring something in like, well, no, I don't want to talk about that one yet. Yeah. But, Cause you're going to hit that one later. Yeah. I'll hit that one later. But, but, but before we go on to, we want to talk a little bit about why they're declining in popularity and maybe why we need to expand that definition. But I wanted to talk about a couple, and, and Jake, you can jump in, that Chris and I have mentioned that we see on lists for romantic comedies that definitely do not follow that formula. Same. Yeah. And that, as Krista said them legitimately, I was like, well, I wouldn't call that a romantic comedy. Well, I wouldn't call that a romantic comedy. And I was comedy. like, well, I would. <laughs> <laughs> and, and perhaps, you know, that is that was my limited kind of vision. Still, of yeah. So, uh, Moonrise Kingdom, okay. Wes Anderson's movie, which is very funny. And, and again, the, romance. And the romance like is between main, little kids. Well, yes. little kids. They're like they're young teenagers. Young teenagers. Young Early teenagers. Teens, yeah. Um, but it has such a quirky feel and stuff that I just, I immediately elevated it above yeah. other romantic And a comedies. lot of lists that we saw had it as one of the best ones romantic because comedies. it's a great movie. Right. Just in general. Yes. And there's romance and comedy, uh-huh. but it's not the stereotypical story right. at all. The Princess Bride was on almost every list. Almost every list. Of yeah. romantic comedies. And I would never have mentioned it because the fantasy elements are so strong. Yeah. yeah. And so does that overshadow? That's what we were talking about with Moulin Rouge. Is the fantasy element, does that take away calling it a romantic comedy? Obviously yeah. not for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Like, do you consider that a romantic comedy, Jake? I've you seen know? the first 30 minutes of that like eight oh, times. But, but not the rest? <laughs> And uh, I mean, and there are misunderstandings, and there's even a little bit of lying involved. But it, yeah. it, it in no but way, in no way, follows, in no way follows the, the any same, of that formula. No, the same one. Um, the artist. Yeah, that's. Krista brought up the artist from a couple years ago. Because I love the art. Well, Chad, I love the artist. You too love the no, artist. Black and white, it. best picture, 2011, I think. 2011. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, fantastic movie. I show it to my film lit kids, um, and it really does. I mean, it, it's romantic. It has a ton of comedy. Yeah. It has some kind... I mean, but that's... Again, that's the thing. Is I could see in Jake's face, like, well, I don't want to call that a romantic comedy. <laughs> well, the grand gesture is pretty dark. Well, it's not the grand gesture. But he's, like, about to kill himself. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert again. <laughs> but it's kind of almost her grand gesture because she shows up, but she never... She's always by his side, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. 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 Well, just like... I, well, sorry to... Cut in, but I was gonna say Amelie. I was gonna mention, but it actually more goes into this category that yeah. I'm mentioning now, which yeah. Amelie is one of my favorite movies. Um, romance, great, hilarious. Is on Netflix though. It is on Netflix. Yes. Yes, you Abs- should definitely yes, watch absolutely. Amelie it's if you're out there Netflix. and you haven't seen it. French great, movie. great movie. Um, and it doesn't follow the formula at all. But it's very, but romantic it's very romantic and, it's very, and funny. it's very funny. If you if you like Pushing Daisies, if you've ever seen Pushing Daisies, they borrowed a lot of their aesthetic from. And if you Italy. haven't seen Pushing Daisies, you should. <laughs> That's a plug right there. <laughs> but it's very it's whimsical, but right. it's romantic. That's right. and it's funny. So, and but so it that, doesn't follow the same formula. Right, and that's kind of the thing. Is like, <laughs> are we saying romantic comedy? That goes check, 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 check. Or are we saying romance and comedy are two of the highest elements? So some others. Uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, which is also on Netflix and has been our streaming pick in the past. It's a pretty dark movie that's about like 
it's called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. It's about the end of the world coming. Spoiler but alert. And has a ton of comedy, but a lot of the comedy is very dark. dark. Yeah. Very dark comedy. Yes, but it's uh, also But some sweet romantic elements is very the two sweet. Of them. Very sweet. But has, it, has an ending know, I don't want to delve into, but an ending you wouldn't normally see in a romantic comedy. Yes, definitely not. And I, and like, I would have never called it that before, but I'm like, those elements are pretty strong. And, yeah. It's almost like a dark romantic comedy, yeah. you know? I don't know. And then Punch Drunk Love, which is one of my favorite movies. I specifically brought up yeah. Punch Drunk Love because I knew it was one of Chad's favorite movies and I saw it on a bunch of lists as one yeah. of the best because it's a great movie. Yeah. With that a really quirky tone. To These are, and it's a lot of the indie and, movies. Yes. It's almost like the indie version of a romantic comedy mm-hmm. uh, doesn't check any of those yes. boxes really, but it's like, no, we want to do a similar thing. Yes. And then uh, Scott Pilgrim. I want to hear what oh, do you. Oh, I wanted. Oh, I, I want to hear throw what that you. I want to hear Chris. This is Krista, and I took her thunder away by bringing it up for Jake, um, which all three of us here love. I would even say, adore Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. So I want to hear Jake, like, because I had if that. We I say this I is saw a romantic it on lists, comedy, but what, I thought that it was one of the best anyway. Yeah. So what right. do you what do you see like when we say Scott Pilgrim romantic comedy? What like my what do you brain think? rejects that. <laughs> <laughs> But it's fine. <laughs> but it makes sense in our expanded definition, <laughs> right? The, the, yeah, the new does. definition that we have right. because the driving force is him with Ramona. Like, that is... Yeah. He's defeating the evil funny. exes for Ramona. Right. They even do have a little tiff at the end. Is that anyone? Yeah, yeah. Well, the right? problem is that she has an ex. Yeah. If you haven't seen Scott Pilgrim, she, she has an ex with, that yeah. kind of has a hold sway over her. Yes. Played by Jason Schwartzman and... That ends up being kind of an yeah. issue. Yeah, and then he them. definitely has to do... I mean, basically the whole yeah. movie is the grand gesture for him, but especially yeah. at the end yeah. when he fights Gideon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hilarious. So but to me, like, it fits our expanded... No, yeah. I think it comes back to the, like, fantasy slash other right. elements yes. that make it feel like it's not. Yes. But I'm and, okay with including it. And, and, yeah. and I think what we're saying, too, is, like, we're not aiming here to say, like, here's your dang definition and everyone has to agree with it. Yeah. You our can make idea, up your own yeah, our idea is let's talk about some of the formulaic ones, which we'll get to, and I'll even mention some that I liked that are terrible movies, but that I liked for for different reasons. Um, <laughs> pardon me, uh, but we're we're allowing we're opening the box, if you will, and allowing some of these in because, like Scott Pilgrim and The Princess Bride, for that matter, these fantasy elements are are stronger. Yeah, they're the main element. Yeah. And so it's almost like, okay, so now you have a fantasy romantic comedy and you have a, an musical indie romantic, romantic comedy and a musical comedy. romantic comedy. And we're, allow- I, we're kind of allowing that, <laughs> we're kind of allowing that first word to not eliminate the, the romantic comedy yeah. part, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, and, and what's been interesting to me, and this was touched on in Entertainment Weekly, and as something I had already noticed as someone who is a little bit, uh, who, I don't know. Going back to what Jake said, like his brain rejects that when we say romantic comedy. And a lot of that is because romantic comedy is somewhat of a dirty word for a lot of people, including me, for many years. Because it indicated this very lackadaisical, unimaginative plot. But those types of romantic comedies are disappearing. Yes. Yeah. We, we went to Wikipedia, and I know Wikipedia is not the source of all things. <laughs> but it, yeah, well, I mean, it kind of is, but... Uh, it and it and it had all these romantic comedies from the USA for years and years and years, and then it had almost none listed for the last couple of years. Now there are some there, but it kind of indicated the way that it's going. They used to be like lucrative. Yes. 
I mean, lucrative. Like people would go out and see them all the time. And you had some of the cl- like Tom Hanks was in multiple um, that made tons of money. And you Julia know, Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts was the queen of the romantic comedy. Yes, then she and, passed on to Kate Hudson. Yeah, Kate Hudson was a, a, a secondary queen <laughs> yes, of the romantic comedy. Yes. Matthew McConaughey, whose career has done a lot a of lot dips of, and yeah. uh, roller coaster stuff, but he for a while was a romantic comedy like I would say king, but like they got rejected a lot of the time. Like, yeah. oh, is this all Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. can do? Yeah. And so there's kind of been a decline of romantic comedies. Uh, even we we were talking before we started. Um, Bridget Jones's Baby, which is the third Bridget Jones movie, got fairly good reviews. Yeah, much better than I was expecting. Yes, honestly. like people. I mean, Entertainment Weekly liked. It. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it's fairly high. I thought 70 it was like percent. Yeah, that's yeah. What I was going to say seventy eight. Um, yeah, and people said like, "Wow, this is pretty good." And the movie did pretty terribly with uh, audiences as far as buying tickets. Yeah, it did not sell a lot of tickets. Um, not only was it for adults. Uh, it being rated R, I think it's rated R, um, but just I think it has some more of those romantic comedy elements. It may break out of them a little bit, yeah. but people are rejecting that a little more, and so you have these other movies like Moonrise Kingdom or, or Seeking a Friend for the End of the World that are kind of maybe taking the mantle yeah. of of those romantic comedies. We did try to come up with a few um, that have come out very recently that could probably be pretty well in that zone. Uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Yes, which, which I don't think did the it best. It didn't do very well. But it also Jake was not very good. Jake talked about it on good. the podca- podcast. Yeah, I actually saw it and liked it a little more than you did, <laughs> but it's not It's not a very good movie. We just were knew that it wasn't going to be the best and went in with low expectations yeah. and then actually ended up laughing more right. than we were expecting. And, the, and you have a lot. That's kind of weird, like the Judd Apatow um, yeah. Sensibility, not that Mike and Dave need wedding dates belongs in the same uh, conversation, conversation as Judd really, Apatow, yeah. but Judd Apatow kind of disguises that it's a straight up romantic comedy with Which like Which is actually a something bit. that I was gonna comment on was that I've always, I remember the first time that I saw um, uh, Knocked Up. No, 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 Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. And I saw, I was late to the game of seeing Wedding Crashers. It had been, everyone loved it, and I saw it. And I remember my first thought was, this is just a romantic comedy that everyone talks about. Like, why is everyone going crazy over this movie? Like, it's so different. But I was like, in the end, the story is the same. Oh, like, yeah. they Wedding fight, Crashers is super and then, formulaic And then they get back together. Comedy. But, like, people didn't talk about it in the same way that they mm-hmm. talked about some of the other ones that I personally like better. And so I was like, I mean, what's, what's the big deal, Judd Apatow? Like, right. this is just the same as all the other ones. But he disguises it, like you said, with more raunchy stuff, yeah. maybe a little bit funnier, and then yeah. people kind of forgive they the forgive formulaicness, the formula, yeah. Yeah. you know, because Knocked Up, I felt, was the exact same. Right. Right. Um, speaking of Judd Apatow, Trainwreck oh, yes. was, was it on there? Oh, yeah. that's what you pointed out before. <laughs> Beautiful, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's one, a recent one that fits the formula. It totally, yeah, well. we were talking about it, it fits the exact formula of mm-hmm. all the other ones, but it was Amy Schumer. So people right. didn't necessarily, yeah, and they, they liked it more. They didn't really sell it as a, that same yeah. style of romantic It was like comedy. an Amy Schumer movie. They sold basically. it as Amy Schumer. They sold it as, sold it as Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. They sold it as LeBron James <laughs> yes, in a lot exactly. of cases, right? They sold the raunch, of yeah. course. Yeah. And I but think it that's, really, the plot-wise, was exactly the same as all the others. Yeah, Chris is going to talk a little bit later, I think, about tiers of romantic oh, comedies, yeah. which, which I'm excited to hear about. I mean, kind and of. I think, and I think... <laughs> without knowing exactly what she's going to say is you get into that middle tier and it's like 
yeah, we're following the formula, but we're disguising but or we're we're adding yes. elements. Yes. While still keeping that same like do 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 exactly. do exactly like a that, train wreck because I did click, think click, it was click, funny. Click, click. Yeah. You know, Bill haters in it that automatically elevates any right. movie. So. Any, any anything if he's yeah. in the room. Exactly. And and it's uh, Woody Allen keeps making romantic comedies, which I I find kind of interesting because he's been making movies for years and years and years and years um, that didn't necessarily always follow that, but then. Lately, he's Magic in the Moonlight, Cafe Society, and multiple others that I'm not even yeah, naming. Even, I'm Many sure, like, others. Vicky Christina Barcelona, kind of. Yeah. Right? I mean, a little um, bit different, but... But he gets kind of a pass. Yeah. And, like, they don't really usually call them that. It's just like, it's a Woody Allen movie. Yeah, yeah. so then you and just so kind of don't care about yeah, everything Yeah, he gets else. his own genre, yeah, exactly. so they, they can kind of say... And then jumping back into the, like, breaking out of the mold, and I'm curious again, Jake... If we throw, can we throw Deadpool into the? Rom- <laughs> so, so into I the brought rom- up Deadpool into the romantic comedy genre because it's hilarious. Everybody who's seen it knows it's really, really yeah. funny. It's very funny. and the romance with the girl is a major. It's, I mean, a, pretty, it's a major. It's plot a pretty point, big focal point, right? He and deceives her for a long time. Really. He deceives her for a while, right? But like the love story is like a main part of the yeah. movie. And I know your brain rejects it because mine does too. I know. But what what are your thoughts on? And this is from it's documented on the Rogo Tours podcast that Jake and I were pretty big fans of Deadpool for. And a I lot, was also a lot of the ways that it just flipped a middle finger to yeah. comic book movies. And so again, this is like musical romantic comedy, fantasy romantic comedy. Now we have comic book romantic comedy. Is right. that I mean, is that a thing? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the same as Scott Pilgrim for me, I think. Which, also comic book, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Totally I didn't even think about book. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, great, great graphic novels, by the way, if you never read them. Yeah, but it's kind of like... So if like if you did the story of Deadpool without any of the like crazy stuff happening, somehow, just, you know... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it would... We'd have to rewrite bones, it right now. Right. Yeah, move feel, pieces around and stuff. Right. Yeah. Then I think it would feel, for sure, like a romantic comedy. So, yeah. So I'm, it can go in the box, but in that right. same... In our expanded Broad, box that yeah. we do. Expanded box, yeah. yeah, expanded box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in that, yeah. I mean, in the, I'm just saying, like, the romance and the comedy, if we're gonna... Even in our expanded box, like, those have to be pretty focal yes. elements. Right. Yes. You know, there are some... Like, so... So, I, I'm curious on this, because this is one we talked about earlier. Dan in Real Life. You've seen Dan in Real oh, Life? Oh, yeah. I'd say for sure romantic comedy. Yeah? Yeah. Because we're... That's like romantic... Dramedy, like oh, you dramedy, were talking about, yeah. right? No, 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 little, I'm no, not. It's funny. I wasn't taking issue. I'm saying you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. That a lot of yours were like more. You're allowing more drama, but again, for me, that took it out of the box before. Like, oh yeah, Dan and Real Life's funny. It's romantic, but there's all these real life elements that are yeah. more realistic. So I'm taking it out of the genre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like realistic romantic comedy is like can't be a thing, right? Right. But yeah. Um. So Krista, I wanted to, if you're, I don't know how prepared you are to answer this question, and then Jake, you can jump in with some of your thoughts on romantic comedies, generally speaking, before we touch on some of the ones that we like. What has always like appealed to you about romantic comedies? What, because again, going back to the poll, I, we came up with those three on purpose. Lazy genre, and I voted on the Rogo Tours poll first and picked lazy genre. So really, genre. that should be said, because like, that means only two people besides Chad <laughs> voted for it being a lazy genre. But then you had Misunderstood, which is kind of what we've been talking about a little bit, and then you had Perfect Escapism, which is who cares? Yes. I'm there to see this specific kind of movie, which is what students have always said to me, like, 
going back to the very formulaic kind, they're like, I don't care. Yeah, yes. it's formulaic, but that's why I go to it. Yes. I go to it to see these boxes that's, get checked, yeah. and I feel good at the end, and the music swirls, and I go out of here saying, life is good, and I can find a man, a woman, uh, whatever. Yes. So that's actually what I was going to say. So I, I, I was thinking about the podcast. I've been excited about this for a while. I talked to my roommate about it. And I said, so what makes you go see a romantic comedy? And she said, and it's the same as me. So you go and you just want to be entertained. You want to feel better. You like thinking of a better world where people just find each other at the grocery store <laughs> or whatever. I'm trying to think of specific examples, you know. Right. But you find each other and you just like know that the person is the one for you. And maybe you have one little argument but then they run after you in the airport track you down (laughs) and all is right in the world like there's just something about you know going to the movies knowing like you said I like a lot of thrillers I like a lot of action movies but sometimes you don't you want to go and not have to think about it you just are entertained and I think what always elevates romantic comedy lots of times for me is a lot of actors and actresses that I like are in them yeah. So that will then draw you to the movies as they put in likable actors. Mm-hmm. Like even Ryan Reynolds, who's in Deadpool, is also in The Proposal. He was also in... Just Friends. Just Friends, which I love. And Definitely Maybe, which Definitely we haven't Maybe. talked about, yeah. but is also a great one. Ones that I saw specifically... That's a disguised romantic comedy, too. Yes, specifically a lot of because Ryan Reynolds was in it. There's just lots of times, lots of very attractive, yeah. charming actors and actresses who they put in these movies and you want to go and watch them fall in love and just be happy for two hours and right. especially in the world that we live in today, just kind of forget about the world and just be entertained and when be I, happy and see cute moments and you know, you're, you and your friends go together and right. oh, isn't that cute? Talk about it and yeah. then, you know, A watch lot of it again and again and again. Those actors will elevate too. Like yes. Mark Ruffalo has been in multiple romantic comedies that check a lot of the same boxes. Well, just a couple. Yeah, just uh, like 13 going earlier, on 30. Earlier on uh, in his career, And just really. like heaven. And both yes. of those are... Like both of those are elevated by him. By though, him, for sure. Where where uh, they're ones that I have a soft spot for. And it was just like, well, if Mark Ruffalo's in this, there must be something there that yes. I can I can enjoy. And so I went. Exactly. And, and neither of them are the greatest. And I'm not saying go. you have to go see just like heaven and 13 going on 30. Yeah. But... Like, I was willing to mar- watch Mark Ruffalo act, even if it was in this very, you know, yes. specific form of movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thoughts on the romantic comedy genre? Just why you your... do go, or maybe why you avoid it, or don't <laughs> like it? Um, no, yeah. I, like, when it's executed well, I can definitely be, like, a hopeless romantic, I think. Like, right. um... Like freaking um, Rachel saying, "I got off the plane." Oh like, yeah, that on rocks friends. My world. Yes, like, yes, on like, friends. Yes, that. absolutely. That kind of thing can give me goosebumps if it's done right. So one hundred percent. So yeah, I like I like I like romantic comedies, but I do get very tired of the formula. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned the grocery store thing because I just speculating maybe that's one reason why they've fallen off a little bit is because. I think, like, the 90s and, like, early 2000s were a prime time for them because you can set them in modern day and have, like, the, I don't know, woes of modern, um, you know, like, middle-class life or whatever. Yeah. But you can also have people meeting in person and having it seem normal, whereas now, like, the dating of, game has changed so yes, much that it probably would true. seem way less realistic to have people... That's a good piece I of I think analysis. that's true, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, grand gestures 
they already seemed a little funny. Yes, you know, and nowadays airports, it's but now it's like you're just even them in a more text so. And be like, Exactly. I'm really sorry. Exactly. Emoji, emoji, emoji. You subtweet or you yeah, have this exactly. huge status exactly. on Facebook, and no, I just wanted to say that's very true. Yeah. yeah. Someone should make a romantic <laughs> comedy that that lives in our world. Well, I think well, they, I feel like they've tried. I'm trying to think of one. But it'd be cool if somebody, I guess, applied the same formula, even though we've talked about how tired it is, which it yes. is. But tried to kind of insert it into like the Tinder, Facebook. Yeah. Twitter texting. Yeah. Online world. Yeah. And with some, I mean, maybe even a satire where the grand gesture right. really is like an emoji sad face. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I am really sorry. And yeah. then they swell the music. <laughs> that would be great. It gets um, a lot of likes on Facebook. <laughs> eventually the person answers like, yeah, okay. with a smiley face. <laughs> the heart <I> eyes. <laughs> and then the I heart you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, that's a good piece of analysis is that like it just doesn't it doesn't fit anymore with the with the world that we currently live in. That's interesting. Yeah. Um so um this is where we love to hear like your feedback. Uh, a few of you will will uh uh tweet at us which we love. Can rank some, you can take issues with uh what we say. We want to talk about a few of our favorites, some of the reasons why they were the ones that we like. Um, my my sister has a list of like fifty, so she's gonna really I, I just she's gonna really have cuff. to hone in here. <laughs> just wrote down a few of my faves, turned into like fifty, so that's why I'm considered an expert for the yes. first time ever in life. That is very true. Um, so you you have to hone in hone in here. But uh, uh, Justin Reeves did did tweeted us uh, on Twitter and just kind of mentioned, yeah, it can be a tired genre, but when it's done really well, that's when uh, you know lots of people get on board. So I'm going to mention a few, and we may jump back. I wanted to mention first, just because, and I mean, and talking to my sister the past couple of days has already softened me a little bit before we went to the podcast. You're welcome. But I wanted to make sure to mention a couple that I like that are terrible, to just acknowledge that like it's not like Sometimes. I hated every single yes. one. These are not good movies. I think in in any of the three cases of the <coughs> the ones I'm about to mention, I don't think anybody would take up an argument that these are good movies. And in fact, in two of the cases, they're pretty bad. They're like, yeah. Like, they're... in fact, one of them I don't even like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if that tells you anything. Yeah. And so it just shows that, like, if there's something in it that, like, hits for me, and a lot of it is, if it's funny enough, even if it's stupid humor, like, if I'm laughing a lot, I'm going to forgive all That's the That's what stuff. I always say elevates ones for me, mm-hmm. is if they're funny Normally, then you care less. Well, I don't really care. Yeah, like we talked about with Jeff Apatow, right? Formulaic, yes. But that's why, yeah, yeah, those ones aren't as funny to me. But yes, that will be what elevates something over a different one, yeah. as if the comedy element is better. So these aren't necessarily my favorites. I'm gonna hit my favorites in a minute. I'll let I'll let them hit some favorites first. But one is Two Weeks Notice with Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant. I have a soft spot for both of them. And the movie just makes me laugh. It, it is, it is and it's, funny. Yeah. And it's not good. <laughs> and it's two of the, para, the like, paragons of the romantic, the romantic comedy, comedy genre, genre which oh, are yes. Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant. Yes. You know, arguably, you know, top four or five of oh, all yeah. romantic comedy oh, actors yeah. or actresses. But they just make me laugh. They're just like, and again, it ends just like you would think. And they, they lie to each other like idiots. Yep. Um, but embarrassing things happen. Yeah. Um, and then now to the two terrible ones, even much more terrible than two weeks notice. One is Forces of Nature 
also with, with Sandra Bullock. Like, yeah. yeah. And then Ben Affleck, who it was, it was right before everyone dumped on Ben Affleck, or right in that region. It was before, but, I think. It was yeah, before. right before. But he's really funny, and I think it kind of showed how funny he can be, because um, he's been in a lot of terrible movies where he was like the funniest thing. Yeah. Like Surviving Christmas, um, and a couple others. And then on SNL, he's kind of shown some of that, and I laugh at like everything he does in Forces of Nature, even though it's just trash. You know it what falls into this category? Fools rush in. Do you no, I avoided Russian? Fools oh. Rush In. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey well, Matthew, and Kate No, it's Hudson. Matthew Perry. No, no, no. I'm oh, Fools about... Rush In, not Fools Gold. Yes, I love Fools Rush In. <laughs> that goes into the same category because Matthew Perry's in it. I was it. thinking Fools Gold. Apo- no, no, no. Uh, apologies. Matthew Perry's in it. It's I saw Fools Rush In movie. in the theaters because yes. I love Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry. And then Salma Hayek, and it's not a good movie. No, the acting's it's not pretty even bad. very good. Yeah. But I used to love it yeah, because of, I get it was cute, and Matthew Perry always made me laugh. Yeah. And then my final one is uh, the movie I always say I'm most embarrassed to admit that I like. Because it's awful. Oh, so these are movies you like? I it, like he them, likes, but, he's but they're not my favorites. I'm embarrassed. Them. I just wanted to get out there because okay, okay. I've been kind of trashing. I thought we were doing dislikes. Well, uh, these are like, yeah, we can do some dislikes in okay. a minute. I was doing like, let me tell you some that I liked. That he's admitting that they're bad movies, but, but he likes because them. Because I, I didn't want to pretend like I was some like holier than that. Like, and I've never liked a terrible romantic <laughs> comedy because that's just not true. Okay. Just um, wait for this one. You'll see. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't even like this Now, one. before I even say the title, and some of, you will, some of you romantic comedy experts out there will already know the movie. The two main characters, especially at the time, I'm a big McConaughey fan now. I thought he was fantastic in Mud um, and some of his more uh, recent movies. Uh, anyone in Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. But McConaughey at the time, I didn't like him. Sarah Jessica Parker, I, I know, will never listen to our podcast. Man, I do not like her. I, if she's in the movie, I, it's I actively like, it's avoid all, it. It's hard I'm so sorry. Oh I'm so gosh, sorry, Jake. Fine. Um, I just can't. But the supporting characters in this that make me laugh are Zoe Deschanel, Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper, and Justin Bartha from... Uh, National, National Treasure. Treasure. Bradley Cooper's in it? Yes. Yeah. This was like pre-hangover, pre- yeah. I haven't and seen it like, in like 10 years. And yeah, they don't. make me laugh so much that I was like, when we left, I was like, I kind of liked that. <laughs> and and it's called Failure to Launch. And, and I'm so sorry. You could even for, say the name. It's like, hard Failure to Launch. Like, like Terry Bradshaw plays oh, his yes, or her dad. dad. Yeah. And Kathy... Is Kathy Bates? Maybe. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, but it's, oh man, it's bad. And the romance between the two of them, I, I could not care any less. Well, that's why I couldn't, any that's why it would less. never make a list. I did not like it because I, Sarah Jessica Parker. I could not care any less ever. about either of them ever ending up together. But Zoe Deschanel and Bradley Cooper and Justin Bartha made me laugh from the beginning until yeah. the end. And I had a delightful time with those supporting characters. <laughs> And so, yeah, that's the one that I most. That's the one that like cuts into my cred as a, as a romantic comedy hater. <laughs> so since I, I mean I admitted I like those, but let's hear some dislikes because I know Jake was ready to rip some romantic <laughs> comedy. No, I just hate the ones that like, I, I don't know. So there's so there's like the aggressively bad ones, but then there's just the ones that come and go, and they're just so yeah bland. Um, like ones like you may offend Krista here. I, I, know. Just I was. You can say him. You can say. Yeah, him. I won't she, be offended. She I can. Get she can. Figure, she can. Yeah. Trust um, me. Just go with it. Oh, we remember. actually talked about that, that as being one that we love liked. is way strong. Not love. Love but is way I, strong. See I that one? I went in with super low expectations, and it surprised me because I laughed. I yeah. thought okay, it was funny. Okay. But I, I, mean, I don't remember that well. I just I've remember being. 
But there's some really terrible things. Like oh, there's yeah. a part with like a goat and uh, <laughs> the guy. Like it's that are just terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's not. An, it's not it one does, we like defend. Yeah, right. but, but it does. We actually talked yeah. about just go with it. As I used one to be. A, I used to be a Sandler thought. guy. Like pretty hardcore. Like oh. I just liked everything yes, that he all did. Of, I, I'm. I'm not anymore because he's just been terrible. He just makes me. He just makes me sad now. Yeah. And I. I love you, Adam. And I want you to recover. Punch drunk love. I will watch over and over and over for years. You're fantastic. But actually, so going good. into that, uh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Fifty First Dates, Wedding Romantic Singer. Romantic comedies. There was a stretch of movies that I all loved all yeah. of that. that I, was, I mean, and The Wedding comedies. Singer was like pretty, not critically I think acclaimed, it was, but well-loved. Yes. Warmly received. Yes. By, it was by on a couple critics. of lists that I saw of best romantic yeah. comedies. Yeah, people like it a lot. No, yeah, you can yeah, just you can go with it all that you it. like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was just funny because we actually talked about that and one. And we said, like, oh, yeah, we surprisingly oh, yeah, enjoyed surprisingly, that. I was just, but not a fave. I don't remember enough to hate on it too much. Please. I was also going to hate a little bit on Fifty First Date. No problem. Mostly just for like all the like beating up the friend with the bat stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, again, any Adam Sandler movie has really stupid stuff that happens that you have to <laughs> yeah. overlook to enjoy the movie. Yeah, we actually, we actually on Rogo Tours, I did my top five Adam Sandler movies. No, and it didn't have Fifty First Dates or just go with it, so don't worry. Spanglish. Spanglish. We haven't talked about Spanglish. Oh, yeah, Spanglish, in, Punch Drunk Love was on there. Billy Madison comedy, was on there, I think. Happy Gilmore. I forget what the third one was. We haven't talked about Spanglish in the realm of romantic comedy, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Well, because it's yeah. a really... It's more... It's a really... And it's not as funny. It's not as funny, but it does make me want to go. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to defend any of those Adam Sandler yes. romantic comedies with any sort of vigor. <laughs> the well, ones that kind of have the silliness and stuff. At the same time... You know, like, like Jake said, yeah, there's blandness to them, but I, I you know, Sandler if, always had the, the ability to make me laugh. Yes. And so, like, I forgave a lot of the other sins or ills of exactly. the movie, if you will. Yeah. Any that you wanted to, like, well, there, okay, so if throw I, under the bus? If I'm not mm-hmm. seeing a romantic comedy, there's a reason. So, lots of the, so I have seen 27 Dresses. I like 27 Dresses. But there's a string of Katherine Heigl movies that I'm bringing up. Chad, I know, hates her. Um, I haven't discussed much. Oh yeah, we did on the actor spectrum. Chad is not a fan of Katherine Heigl, but there's a string of ones that I wouldn't even see. There's like one called The Ugly Truth with Gerard Butler that just looked awful. Um, Was she in like Life as We Know It? Life as We Know It. With Josh Duhamel, I actually do like. Come on, Katherine. One of David Hamilton we haven't mentioned. Um, I like one of David. Yeah, that's. um, But there's like ones like Maid of Honor with Patrick Dempsey. You're killing me with the Heigl references. No, she's not. No, she's not in Maid of Honor. She's not in Maid of Honor. Oh yeah, that's different. That's no, no, no. It's uh, oh, that's Wedding Date, which is also on the lower tier. Gosh. Of ones that I like again, if I if I'm not seeing them, it's probably because like the acting's not good. It just looks like there was another one with Catherine Heigl. Where she was like a detective of some. It was based on some books. I can't. I don't even remember what it's called now. But oh anyway, yeah, and it got it was ripped. ripped. Just like absolutely awful. That just anyone I that remember looks what movie you're talking about. yeah extra lowbrow with not charming people. Because again, even if the the plot is the same as others, if the writing's better, mm-hmm. if the acting's better, then I don't care. But those ones look like horrible writing, horrible acting. Probably not even just dumb, just stupid. Then yeah. you know, there's yeah. more. There's a lot more, but I just can't. Hashtag Heigl hate right now. <laughs> um, before we discuss some of our favorites or or ones that like we just wanted to give a shout out to, 
<coughs> I, I, if Krista doesn't mind, and of course Jake, you can jump in, explaining like briefly kind of what you thought as far as these three oh, tiers. Oh, yeah, so like, I had kind of an idea of a tier. I didn't actually really formulate it very well. So it's going to be very vague. But it's more of the, there's the lower tier. And again, if I'm not seeing it, that automatically falls into the lower tier. Yeah, because right. I will see a lot and I will apologize for them and not care. So bad acting, bad writing. Um, Catherine Heigl's Catherine in it. Catherine Heigl's in it. <laughs> you know, and I like Patrick Dempsey. I'm sorry, Patrick Dempsey. But lots of times if you're in it, it's also a lower <laughs> tier. You know, Deborah, Ma- you know. <laughs> but then there's a middle tier of ones that probably a lot of them fall into my favorites. That are formulaic, but they're funny. They're a lo- so I'm going to name a few of my favorites. Like a John Tucker Must Die. A She's the Man. She's all that. In fact, that Brandon brought that up yesterday. With she is something. Um, <laughs> that a lot of them all came out at the same time. They're the middle tier in that I would never tell Chad, this is such a good movie. You should go see it. But it made me laugh. The romance was good. Like Freddie Prince Jr. is in it. That's going <laughs> to elevate it at the it time. It was probably released between 1995 and 2005. That was right in my happy area. <laughs> that for sure, I loved it. Um, and then the higher tier would actually be the ones probably that we opened up a bit. Yeah. Like the Moonrise Kingdoms, the Scott Pilgrims, right. Amelie for me, Moulin Rouge. See, like, and that's, that's the interesting like lots thing the ones about, that I really love. about these tiers is like... There's not a lot of the ones that fall in the tried and true romantic comedy formula that can that can elevate to yes. tier one in this little system in our little throughout. Yes. Yeah. At least if I'm trying to explain it to other people, like right. I mean, because there, there's some romantic comedies that I think are good movies. You know, I've tried to tell Chad that he should watch John Tucker, and he always says no. <laughs> I'm not gonna fight him on it because I know he probably actually would be it would be hard for him to watch. She but, convinced me to watch She's the Man, and I did not hate it. Yes, she thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think She's a Man is very I, funny. Chris was like, you gotta, I, I will do it. And, and again, it's because it. the comedy element elevates it for me because I think at that time, Amanda Vines is very funny in that movie. She's right. great. Yes. So that elevates it above other ones just because of her comedic timing in nice. that movie. Yeah. And it's insanely quotable and it's great. Right. But um, yeah, so there's a movie called Heartbreakers. I wanted to bring Heartbreakers up. I, you probably haven't seen it. So Chad, I'm surprised that have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, because Jennifer Love Hewitt is in it, so I thought for sure you'd have seen yes, it. Yes, I had mad mad crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt in the nineties. It is one of my favorite movies because I think it's hilarious. Apparently, I am alone in thinking that it's hilarious. It's, because, there are some moments that made me yeah. laugh or but it's, smile it's, or it's Jennifer Love Hewitt, it's Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, it's Jason them. Lee. Actually, Zach Galifianakis and Sarah Silverman Ooh, didn't are Zach friend characters Ooh. way before they were big. That's a good Jake's friend like, roster. Yeah, very in. good. <laughs> And Gene Hackman's in it, actually, oh, and gosh. he just looks awful, but he's <laughs> yeah, great so in it. It's gr- anyway, so that's like definitely a middle tier of the, I'm not going to sell someone, this is a super great movie, right. you should see it, but it's also entertaining, it's funny. Friends with Benefits I wanted to bring up as something that elevates it, like elevates movies. Friends with Benefits came out the same time as No Strings Attached. Yeah, they're the same in my brain. They are the same to most people because the plot is basically identical. But to me, Friends with Benefits was majorly elevated. It was a lot better. We actually looked up the Rotten Tomatoes, and it was way better reviewed. Yeah, it was like 70% yes. for Friends with Even though I actually like, like Ashton... 40-something. Yeah, which one's Mila? Mila Kunis is Friends, Friends with, with Benefits. Benefits. Which you're saying is better. Yes. Which I think okay. is way better. And I like Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman yeah. fine. 
but the plot was much, much worse, I thought, whereas the chemistry with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis was much better. Woody the chemistry Harrelson's... between me and Justin Timberlake on the screen exactly. will also be a lot <laughs> So, so great. Um, Woody Harrelson's <laughs> in it. Richard Jenkins is in it, who's one of my favorite actors. And they yeah, have a much better supporting cast. And so those ones automatically get elevated into the second tier, at least, by better <coughs> acting, better actors. Right. Better plot, better dialogue. I think I thought Friends of Benefits was really funny. Nice. No strings attached. That that was not good at all. Nice. Well, and a lot of the ones I'm going to name as my favorites probably belong in the second tier because because we touched on a lot of the really good ones that really have came that came out of that box yeah. in our own little definition today in this hour and a half that we're talking about romantic comedies. <laughs> So, like, I mean, Moonrise Kingdom and Punch Drunk Love and Scott Pilgrim and Seeking a Friend for the End of the yes. World and The Artist are pretty great movies yes. in my mind. And ones that, if we're throwing them in, are definitely up at the top. Oh, yeah. Amelie. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Amelie's great. So, as I talk about some of my favorites and these guys talk about some of their favorites, for me, <coughs> a lot of these probably are second tier if we're tearing them, which we yeah. don't need to. But if we're tearing them, a lot of these fall on the second tier because I wanted to pick some that kind of hit a lot of those the formulae boxes yes. and still say somehow for these reasons they've kind of elevated. Um, but I, I wanna I want Jake to start I know, we if Jake hear about doesn't Jake's. mind, we want to hear a few of your favorites. You can And the ones you watched. Yeah, Jake Jake watched a few in, in preparation for yeah. discussing the romantic comment. And I mean so you can do them all or name a few and then jump back in or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. None of my like top tier have been named yet, so I'm excited about that. Oh, I'm excited too. <laughs> um, and we know you are, humble, <laughs> humble viewer. <laughs> if you're still listening, we know you're excited now. <laughs> this is gonna be like longer than Christopher Nolan. I love it. Um, so what am I saying right now? Just like my tears. Yeah, some of your favorites, or your or favorites yeah, or anything about tears. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Just go off. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I didn't prepare tears, but I can like throw oh, no, yeah. I, no, you know, I want to throw yeah. some into tears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll throw into the low tier, 13 going on 30. Oh, yeah. Pretty enjoyable. Which, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, we li- I would actually put that in the... Wait, all the tiers are ones I like, right? Uh, or, oh, no, yeah. Or is third tier bad? Well, the, the lower tier for me was ones that I don't like. Oh, okay, but the... I only have two tiers. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, perfect. Because okay, I already hated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so second tier, thirteen going on thirty. So we nice. love both of us love thirteen going yeah. on thirty. I'd have it second tier though, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack Ruffalo. Ruffalo and Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. Ruffalo elevates, man. <laughs> second tier is probably pretty large. Um, I throw in Dan yeah. in real life. Yes. Um, crazy stupid love with Oh yeah, yeah. That, I, so I didn't bring up crazy stupid love yet. That's definitely on oh, my list. Sorry, that... no, 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 that's great. I'm saying because my list is really long. Also, so it's good that you Gosling elevates crazy stupid yeah. love. Yes. and I think crazy oh, stupid love is good. Yes, but anyway, his, well, Gosling like, and Emma Stone. Yeah. Yes, the Their two whole of them story. together elevate it. I love La La Land, December sixteenth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Gosling and Emma Stone, because I like Steve Carell and I like it's Julianne Moore, right? Yeah, I like Julianne Moore, but their story doesn't pop as much for me as the Gosling. Just because and Gosling does. and Emma Stone are so yeah, they're so good. charming together. Yeah, yeah. good one. Um, so yeah, great one. Some first timers I w- watched to try and expand my yeah. Yes. But see, I think I watched kind of weird ones. I didn't watch very many formulaics, um, but they all kind of landed second tier for me, except maybe this one. This was kind of bottom tier. Notting Hill. Oh yeah. See, oh yeah. So, bottom. So mm-hmm. yes, someone brought that up as a favorite. It's it's one that I'm not a big fan of either. 
Um, I'm I, with you on 13. Yeah, yeah. 13 I would, I would, I would, I would. <laughs> I think there are some people out in the world who would disagree yes. with us. And but I hope it's you also tweeted us here for me too. But but it's Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant who, who are both... arguably the number one on each side of the male female. Yes, and it is phoned in from the beginning to yes. end. Yes, I think with it's another one that just of Reese Ifans or whatever who plays the roommate who's okay. fine. Yeah. He's just funny. But yeah, still. Notting Hill was on a ton of people's list, but I yeah, oh, no. it's it's a third tier for me for sure. I don't like it very much. We're we're all on board with that one. Yeah, for okay. sure. Um and then so yeah, some other first timers that were second tier for me. Yeah. Um I mean this was pretty much my first time seeing it. Say anything. Oh, oh see, yeah. and that's one of my favorite movies. I Is love it? Say Anything. Yeah. But it's still a second okay. tier, I would say, because it's yeah. very Cusack. formulaic. Cusack's but great. but um, Yeah, it's great. I was really surprised. Yeah, I love Say Anything. For sure. Um, I watched, iconic. Say anything. Yeah. Right. People talk yeah, I think about I it a lot. I watched a lot of iconic ones. Yeah. Yes. Um, because I watched also for the first time Annie Hall. Oh, so ah, I've never yes. seen Annie Hall. So, oh, really? But that was on a ton of people's lists. How'd you lists. feel about Annie Hall? It was strange. I don't want to go too far into it, obviously, as we're already late, but I, I want... I, I want... No, 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 no. I want your opinion on Annie Hall. Um, I think it's my... I, I think it's only my second Woody Allen movie because I've only seen Midnight in Paris. I think. Oh. Um, I also want to hear what you thought about Midnight. <laughs> I like Midnight in Paris. Okay. And I liked Annie Hall. It was stranger than I expected. Um, I think I recognized that it was probably a really strong influence for a lot of my other number movies, one. Right? Yeah. Um, if you were to have a favorite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, it was surprising because they, um, he does these like. I don't know, just kind of like offshoot Riffs. whimsical things, you know, uh-huh. like with the subtitles when uh-huh. we were saying different things. Which that was um, the most genius bit to me. Right. Was That's what right. are we really saying? Yeah. That, to me, that was the only thing that I, I thought Annie Hall was overrated when I finally saw it. Oh, really? Um, but that bit I thought was yeah, fantastic. Was yeah. Yeah. Um, it didn't really have what I, it felt missing to me was like oh, a certain weight, which all the other movies I'm going to mention have like huge weight for me as far as like how much I care about the relationship and how much it feels like grounded and real to me and I feel like I'm there with the characters and the strong moments of it I think those are that's what always makes them better if you actually care because otherwise Mm -hmm. you're like "Mm, I don't like seeking a friend for the end of the world right so I didn't feel that with Annie Hall but it Mm -hmm. had the montage at the end which I'm a total sucker for montages of like memory clips like all their happy moments I know me too I just love them so much yeah so it had that and I like wanted to feel a lot about their relationship and I feel like I was supposed to, probably, right? But I, I didn't quite. Right. Yeah. But it seems like it paved the way for... A, it was a big influence. It was one of those ones influence. that started it, and now a lot of people use it. But we saw the old ones. I mean, the new yeah. ones right. first. So now we're like, That's What's a theory exactly. of mine, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I call it the psycho theory. Yeah. So anyway, the godfather theory. Um, so I'd probably put that second tier, just because I didn't love it. Um, yeah. Okay, so my top tier, I'll just name three real quick. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, I'm like, we're, no, we're excited. Good. We want to hear it, yeah. Okay, so another first timer that I watched in preparation for this, um, When Harry Met Sally. Oh, okay, yes. Okay, so I, I was going to bring that up. That's Perhaps the most iconic of all I romantic comedies. I love When Harry Met Sally. And I it's, it. again, it's, it's so funny and the relationship is very real. Yes. That's why it's so good. Yeah, so good. But it hits a ton of the boxes. Yes. But does it... Stylishly, in a different way, kind and of, and interesting. And before all the copycats had kind of right. exactly the, the onslaught of copycat cats yeah. had come in. Yeah. yeah, I love when Harry met Sally. I loved it. Plus, and, the yeah. music's great from Harry Connick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was and um, 
we haven't really talked about how short romantic comedies are, but like, oh, yeah, this is one it. I wished was way longer because I feel like they could You just want to watch the two of them like yeah. interact as much as possible. Like I was kind of sad when it, it does like five years later a couple times at the oh, beginning yeah. and then it doesn't really do that again. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to see like, I mean, Keep I guess going. I don't need a drama yeah. like 45 years or whatever, but yeah. but I wanted to see long term because it wraps up really fast at the end. Yeah, yeah that's so true. Like yeah, a lot, it, lot it of does. Yeah, too. for sure. Um, and then um, probably no surprise, but another top tier um that I feel should be included is Silver Linings Playbook. Oh yeah, I knew, I told him no no I no, told but... him that I knew you would bring that one up cuz we <laughs> saw it on a bunch of the best of oh, really? romantic comedies list. Yeah. Yep, I'm bringing it up. Um, <laughs> as yeah. well you should. As yeah. well you should. Well, and it already... needs to be in the conversation. <laughs> and I've talked about <laughs> Jennifer in that movie. Yeah. Um, and Bradley's great well, great as well. I love their chemistry. Their chemistry. They're good so, together. So, so good. Yeah. Um, still holds up for me, even though I've seen it like five times now. Um, even though it's a really new movie. Yeah. And then my favorite romantic Even comedy, more than Silver Linings Playbook? Which no one's mentioned. Um, what? 500 <laughs> Days of Ah, uh, yes. This is one that I love that Chris is not quite as high. I'm not really. as... Well, I like... Because it doesn't meet I, some of the I know. happy ending expectations... I don't like it as much because that... are that. built into the escapist romantic comedy right. without being too... I mean, it, okay, yeah. I really love both of them, though, like, so, so much. Oh, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel, I love. Okay. <laughs> but and it's just, just not in my favorites list because it doesn't yeah. hit lots of things that I like yeah. in a romantic comedy. But, yes, a lot of people had it on there. Yeah, well, and I love... Sure. Uh, it's Jake, a great movie. I'm doing the Kanye West Beyonce thing, but I'm gonna let I'm Jake finish. <laughs> but uh, I, I, 500 Days of Summer is one of the ones that like hits the boxes. Uh, most of them, not all of them, but a lot of the formulaic boxes. Uh, but also totally did a ton way. of different things. Yes, and that's what I loved about it the first yes. time I saw it. Is we're not going out to like Moulin Rouge. We're not going out to like Scott Pilgrim. We're we're in the, the smaller box. Yeah. Yes. And yet. It's a lot of different things are happening, things. and, I, and I, that's sure. that's what resonated for me yeah. too. Plus, I cared about both of them. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, it has so many of my favorite movie moments. I feel the music's um, great too. Music's amazing. Um, well, lots of Regina. You got and yeah, all um, Love the expectations. I was gonna reality. say that I haven't actually seen it in a long time, but there's two scenes that I remember, and that was like my favorite. Yeah, and the, the other expectations one is notes, versus right? reality. Yeah, that was <laughs> with the, notes, with sure. the bluebird. With the like bluebird. <laughs> bluebird's great. Yes. <laughs> oh, and that kind of stuff I feel like was pretty influenced by Annie Hall, like with the because uh, yes. Annie Hall even goes expectations versus reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, nice. And yeah, expectations versus reality should be iconic if it's not. Oh already. yeah, it should be. Oh for um, sure. That scene is so great, yeah. and it's so um, relatable. Right. When you watch it, you're like, yes. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah. And then I love like it has a great sad montage. I yeah, I know. I wish I rewatched it for this. Um, I love the sad montage with bookends by Simon and Garfunkel, oh, and it flashes yeah. back to their happy moments. One of my favorite movie moments, and then. Of course, the ending autumn is perfect. Yeah, so. yeah. Friday Night Lights shout out Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly, very, oh, she from? you're not yeah. the best on Friday Night Lights. But <laughs> but I just like that she. I just no, like that she sure. got to fulfill that role yes. in yes, Five Hundred yes, Days yes, of yes. Summer, which is just any Friday Night Lights. And, and that, well, <laughs> that moment should be like, it's like honestly, it should be overly punny, grown worthy, and kind of cheesy, but it's not. It's I, not. At least I don't think it is. Yeah, it, it works. Yeah. It like yeah. fits. And that and I thought that was kind of cool. Right. 
it's a wink to the audience, but it's a wink that's like earned. Yeah. And, and you're oh, like totally. in on it. You're like receiving the wink, like, uh huh. Yeah. yeah, you know. All like, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and final thoughts. I just feel it's very funny. So, like, it totally fits into romantic comedy, but yes. I think it's very insightful about relationships, which. Which is what elevates it for you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I just want to jump off from where he. 500 Days of Summer. I don't know if you've seen it. I know Chad hasn't because we talked about it. There's a movie called Celeste and Jesse Forever. Saw it at Sundance. Was going to meet Rashida and Andy, but they couldn't make it because they were snowed in at Park City. No! Okay, so that's one of my favorite movies. My heart hurts for you right now. (laughs) That's so sad. That's so sad. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't know your thoughts on Celeste and Jesse Forever. Um... But I I, I love it. Like I've seen, I have it. I've seen it tons of times. But it fits for me the same as Five Hundred Days of Summer. And it doesn't have iconic movie scenes, but it's realistic. Like both of the characters are more grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. It definitely does not follow the formula at all. Um, but it's really funny, I think. And Rashida Jones actually co-wrote it with a really good friend of hers. I don't know his name. I know what he looks like, but anyway, because he's in the movie also. He plays oh. her like really good friend in the movie who's not Andy Samberg. Anyway, but all I was going to say is it's the same with 500 Days of Summer in that the plot is not a typical romantic comedy, but it would pretty much go into the genre, right. but the formula is not the same. The plot, the way it all happens is not the same at all. Yeah. But Rashida Jones, that for me was like, she has now jumped into, I had only seen her on The Office and she was like, didn't really do much. And Parks and Rec, and she's kind of the straight person. But yeah. in this, she's really funny and very, very relatable. And it made me like the movie a lot. One because in, of those in, Even though I haven't seen like, it, and I want to. And I, I, I'm, I'm totally down. Yeah. Insightful about relationships. Is, yes, is exactly. What, very is insightful. Really... You see the two of them, and you understand where they're both coming from. Right. and yeah. Especially her. Like, right. And how everything happens. And... and I described that movie after I saw it to people as it's like 500 Days of Summer, oh. except they're married. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, yeah, because they're separated at the beginning, and then right. you kind of, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a nice. great movie that yeah. bucks the trend, also. Nice. And Jake did, Jake's list was much better than mine. I'm going to go quickly so we can make sure Krista has time to hit a lot of her favorites. I'm going to name a lot that are just kind of in the favorite zone before I go into more depth, but like, Shakespeare in Love, if you can count that as a romantic comedy. I which counted I think you it can. for sure. It's on my list. Oh, oh, wow. Sorry. No, don't worry. Um, it's very good. Uh, it's you know, very it won Best funny. Picture and probably one of the few. I think, did Annie Hall win Best Picture? I think it did. Yeah, it did. One of the few that ever won Best Picture that could really be considered in that yes. zone of romantic comedy. And it's also, though, not a happy ending. Spoiler yeah, not alert. in the same way. Not that, in the yeah, same yeah, yeah. way as others. Hitch with Will Smith because, uh, and that one's very formulaic. But I just very, love very. him and Kevin James, and um, uh, Rod Mitchell, Eva Mendes. No, uh, no, no. Oh. Uh, it's not. It's she's she's married to the Pepperdine. Amber Valletta. Amber Valletta. Sorry to both of you. I always get you confused. Robin yes. Mitchell and Amber yes, Valletta. Yes, Amber Valletta, um, who Krista got to sign my copy of Hitch, by the way. Yes. Very cool. About a Boy with Hugh Grant. <laughs> I think Hugh Grant's best romantic comedy, at least for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, just very funny and bucks, bucks some trends. Not a fave. Um, While You Were Sleeping, which is like oh, yeah. the quintessential romantic comedy yes. for a lot of people with, but with Sleepless in Seattle. But uh, I just think While You're Sleeping is so darn charming. It's so charming. It's yeah. so funny. It's just charming. And I've seen That's it. That's the coma one, right? Yes. What's Sleepless then? 
Sleep is That's in Seattle uh, is Tom Hanks and, and Meg, Ryan. Meg Ryan. Oh yeah, okay. That, They're like, both always on like romantic comedy lists. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ten things I hate about you. Oh yeah, uh, uh, I was going to go into that one just because that's yeah. one of my favorites ever. I love Ten Things I Hate About You. And then you. some of my very favorites, uh, going really old school. Crocodile Dundee was like oh, my yeah. parents loved it when I was a kid. And the the last scene I think is in like a train station or an airport, and he has to yell his declarations of love, and it keeps getting passed on oh. by the people to her. <laughs> and I just think that scene is, as a kid, it made my heart like, oh yeah. Um, excess baggage, which is. I was gonna really also be a one of my favorites, se, but Chad and I on, both really like it for some yeah, reason. It has but... Benicio del Toro, and he's and hilarious. Hilarious. It has Alicia great. Silverstone back in her era of being right. really famous. It was after Clueless, but still around that same time. Yeah, and then it has Harry Connick Jr., who I'm a huge fan of, who gets to do a lot of funny things. Christopher Walken has a oh, bunch yes. of scene stealing in it. Yes. And so even though it hits like a ton it's, of it, it yeah. also has some fun with some of those genre conventions. Yeah. Shadow Hal. Which for me was a movie the Fairley Brothers got unfairly criticized for that has a lot to say about what beauty really and means how you, and, yeah. and, and the way you can really fall in love with someone, uh, not just physically and stuff, which I think is really cool. You've Got Mail, which is literally exactly all the boxes always, but it's Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan and Dave Chappelle. It's actually, the, at the end, it's a little bit different. Yes, it is a little bit different. It actually is a little bit different. It takes a little detour. It takes a little detour. And it's based on another movie called The Shop Shop Around the Corner. Corner. Yes. Um, uh, But you've got Based on a book, based on (laughs) book, then movie, play. I don't remember the order, but I think the book. (laughs) TV show, (laughs) podcast. But you've got mail, one of my favorites too. Love, Uh, you've got mail. Um, we mentioned there were others mentioned. I love Five Hundred Days of Summer, etc. And then uh, one of my very favorites, and one I know Chris is and as big a fan of, was My Best Friend's Wedding. And my best friend's wedding uh, was just in an era when I was starting to love movies, and it was in an era when I was rejecting romantic the, comedies of yeah. just like, oh my gosh, because it was late '90s, and I was like, or mid mid to late '90s, and I'm like, why are they making so many of these movies? And uh, and I think Rupert Everett is just like He's hilarious, laugh out loud, fall yes. down, funny in yes. a lot of scenes. There are multiple scenes in it that I love. The scene where they sing. Um, I say oh a little gosh. prayer for you. I say a little prayer for you. Yeah. I could watch over and over and over again. Yes. The scene where Julia Roberts makes Cameron Diaz do karaoke. So good. <coughs> is fantastic. Yes. And then when Rupert Everett first has to pretend that he's her fiance. And then, of course, the very end scene, which was rewritten because audiences didn't like the original ending. The original ending, yeah. yeah. Um, and my best friend's wedding, Krista's uh, criticism, which is totally valid. Is Julia Roberts is a jerk in it? She's, she's too like mean. so mean. It's she's too mean. I can't, I can't um, handle it. But I just I, I liked how it bucked a lot of the trends. You expect yes. it to go a certain way. It doesn't go that way. And yet there are enough romantic. There's still romance. There's there's platonic romance and yes. the romance between there's Jimmy a great Maloney best friend and Cameron Diaz a character friend. the best like, best friend the best character ever. maybe in any romantic yeah. comedy in the history of the world. Um, and it's one that belongs in the second tier, but it, on my personal list would be pushed up into the first tier because it was so different. Uh, yeah. And it was so like kind of formative for me as far as understanding like the tropes of movies and how someone could play into those while at the same time bucking them in a way that was like kind of interesting. Yes. And I like, and for me in the end, it did have something to say about relationships, not maybe as deeply as 500 days of summer or Celeste and Jesse forever. But the idea of like, we've got all kinds of things going on and our own lives intersect with other people's lives and the way our fairy tale 
looks like it's going to go may clash with somebody else's fairy tale. Yeah. And I, that was an important lesson for me to learn as, you know, a 16, 17, 18 year old or whenever. When did yeah, it come out? I don't remember. Yeah, probably. Anyway, so yeah, my best friend's wedding, arguably, you know, my definitely my favorite if we're going, if we're calling it second tier, but pushes up to some of those other outside of the box ones for me too. Yeah. Oh, did right. you say? Oh, I thought you had more. Okay, so no, no, no. That's that's. Well, I, you guys already touched on a lot of my favorites. Yeah. Crazy stupid loves, one of my favorites. Oh yeah, Juno. Um, yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah. Juno. So actually, I forgot I was gonna bring this up earlier, but Lars and the Real Girls one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah. That's I don't know great. if you've seen it. It kind of is on the border of romantic comedy, because you know the romance for most of the movie is with a doll, so <laughs> that's a little bit different than normal. But spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. Um, the real girl is not real. So, um, <laughs> uh, but I, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Let alone also, if you put it in the romantic comedy, that would be in the first tier for yeah. me. For me, and especially because that one, again, the acting—it's Ryan Gosling, Patricia Clarkson's in it, who's one of my favorite Patricia actresses. Patricia Clarkson for days. Emily Mortimer's in it. Paul oh, Schneider's right. in it. Like it's just Paul a Schneider. great. Yeah. Paul Schneider. It's just a great cast. Yeah. And True it's that. a great, it's again, uh, I was talking to my friend about it yesterday and it could have been, when you hear the plot, it could be a completely different movie. It oh, could yeah. be like skeezy and yeah. kind of gross and instead it's sweet and it's nice and it's about just this town rallying around him. And it was kind of in the Ryan Gosling, we now realize he's an amazing actor stage. Yes. Yeah. Of like, yes. oh my gosh, this guy's not Look just... Look at how great he is, Yeah. A pretty face, or he's not yes. just the you know the cornerback from Remember the Titans. Yes, he is a legitimately legitimate actor. Yes, and that going along with it, Juno is uh, a favorite of ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that one does uh, it doesn't necessarily follow, but it which kind is of why does. yeah it bucks. But it, it does a similar yes, kind of thing. To, that would be in the upper yeah the upper tier. Oh, most definitely. So we've talked yeah. actually about a lot of my favorites already because Ten Things I Hate About You for sure is one of my favorites. One that I wanted to touch on that Chad, I know, doesn't like. We very much differ on this one. I think you, it sounded like, don't like this one either. But How Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> Sorry, it's one of my favorites. No, it's good. For always will be. And I was lots looking of at guys, your list like, I know what she's about I know. to say. Lots of guys that I've talked to, well, at least in college, like when we were watching it, liked it because they thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. I think it's really funny. Our other podcast guest, Eric Wood, was like, you don't like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? That movie's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think it's really funny. Um, and it 100% is super oh, formulaic. Yeah. It hits all of them. But I think Kate Hudson's actually... I, yeah. I love her in it. I think she's really funny. I think she nails the character and... I love it, and I always will, so that's just how it is. Um, wedding Planner would be in the lower tier. I'm going to admit that it would be in the lower tier, but I still like it every time I watch it. Right. Um, just Right, I think, uh, not a lot of people maybe <gasps> saw it. Oh, common. It's Queen Latifah, and it's okay, Common. Okay. Um, and critics were critics, very think, warmly received. Yes. Yeah, well, I thing, wanted to see Just Right. The thing I about it, did I see thought just I right. made you watch it. I really do. Um, because it's one of my favorite movies. It still follows the same formula, um, in that at the end... Um, he does something stupid. He wasn't lying to her, but he makes a bad decision that hurts her and then has to come get her, grind gesture, whatever. But I think it's a, just a nice movie. It's sweet. I think the characters feel very real. Queen Latifah's great. Common's great. Paula Patton's in it. She's okay. Um, but it, it's just a very charming movie that I would recommend to literally anybody at any time. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall came out around the same time as the Judd Apatow movies. I liked it better because I think it's funnier and sweeter. It isn't, is he it's not a, involved? Apatow, did he I, produce maybe it? Produce, yeah. uh, maybe he produced it, but he didn't. He may have. He wasn't yeah, he didn't in it. Near, it. it. I don't wasn't think he wrote it. it was, I don't, no, no uh, it was Jason Siegel, which Siegel is probably why I like it And more. Nicholas Stoller may be with him. I don't know. They write together a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we already mentioned lots of the other ones that I was going to say. Um, About Time is really great. It has Rachel McAdams and Domino Gleason. It's not quite as funny, Chad, and right, I talked right. about, but it has the romance element, and I do think it's funny. Um, Clueless. We haven't talked about Clueless, oh, but yeah. that's one that a lot of people like. I also like Paul Rudd's in it. Also, Paul Rudd. You can't go wrong with Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yeah. Um, Easy A, Emma Stone. Great. Again, elevates everything. It's really funny. Um, Never Been Kissed is probably like second tier, maybe lower for some people, but sure. it's funny. I've always liked it. Um, and then... There's a movie called Strictly Ballroom that I wanted to bring up. It's Baz Luhrmann before Moulin Rouge. Mm. Um, Very. Well, and I mean, still a bit formulaic, I guess. But yes, it is formulaic. It's definitely not for everybody. It's moving, though, and it's... If it's you like sweet, Moulin Rouge, or you like Gatsby, or you like... Yeah, uh, it's very much William a Baz Luhrmann. It's very much a Baz Luhrmann movie, so if you like him. Um, and then Sixteen Candles, also... Is a it's great funny movie. we got this far without, I know, without mentioning, mentioning old school 16, John Hughes. Yeah, so I don't know a lot of the older comedies. ones. I, I like Sixteen Candles a lot better than Pretty and Pink. Some kind of wonderful, Pretty Some and kind Pink, of wonderful. Yeah. Lots of those ones I haven't seen, so right. we're not mentioning them. Um, Ghost Town, I was going to bring Gervais. that up to you, but Ricky Gervais is Greg in it. Kinnear? Kristen Wiig is in it. Oh, is Greg Kinnear in Ghost Town? Greg Kinnear yeah. and um, Taylor Leone, Leone is the love interest. Um and then, um, what was the last one I was going to say? Runaway Bride. I didn't rank mine because I just yeah, like them we all. Didn't really Runaway like Bride's like a lower one. But uh, as someone who had a hard time with my best friend's wedding and her being such a jerk, I liked the, um, I liked uh, Richard Roberts. Gere and Julia mm-hmm. Roberts getting to know each other a lot better in this one. Although lots of times when you think about romantic comedies, like While You're Sleeping, for example, if you really think about it realistically... They knew each other for a week before yeah. he proposed. Like you just have to throw that kind of stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Runaway Brights is the same. Like they don't actually know each other that long. But anyway, <laughs> so there's a lot. Most of the ones that yeah. we named. Um, well, it's funny. Are we all got, great ones. We but, got this far. Like this is you know a pretty long podcast, and we named sixteen candles, and didn't even name Pretty Woman. Oh and, yeah, Pretty uh, Woman. Up until the last so I like Runaway. My problem the, is I like Runaway Bride better than Pretty Woman because I think their romance is a lot better right. in Runaway Bride so and I saw Runaway Bride first and then Pretty right. Woman after but lots of people put Pretty Woman up there for sure right As, and then there's Christmas <laughs> movies The Holiday Elf, Elf While You Were Sleeping Love Actually is that a great a lot, one that have a lot of those that have a lot of those elements yeah. but they're Christmas they're Christmas things, romantic comedies you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that one's kind of a different category of yeah. its own but they're still some of my favorites The we'll Holiday and Love some, Actually we'll have to do a Christmas movies one in December oh, yeah. if you're down I'm down yeah, yeah well, we, I mean honestly for something like this too when a lot of people <laughs> do have strong opinions even if you could share some of your favorites we'd love it we know it's been a little longer so I'm going to do this really quickly and then but some movies coming out, or just came out, The Accountant with Ben Affleck, kind of a hybrid action movie. Doctor Strange comes out on November 4th. That's the new uh, Marvel movie that has been getting some pretty good reviews thus far from Variety and uh, The Hollywood Reporter. Inferno, which is the third um, Robert Langdon movie based on Dan Brown's novels, uh, Da Vinci Code and, and Angels and Demons were first. And then an indie movie that Jake brought up called Certain Women with oh, Kristen that. Stewart and Laura Dern. Uh, already out or coming out? Coming out like uh, this coming week, I think. Nice. Yeah. 
Nice. Uh, in the vein, indie-wise, of like American Honey, as far as it may not be where you are to try to see it, uh, but it might be a good one to seek out. Any movies? Jake did uh, the... Um, it's, it's October, and obviously we're doing romantic comedies, but Jake, uh, his, his streaming pick a couple weeks ago was The Witch, which is on Netflix. Any other movies you'd recommend, either recent or just really good horror movies? Um, always recommend It, it Follows. Oh, yes. Um, the Babadook. Um, is the Babadook still on Netflix? I don't think it, it was is for a while. Or I don't know, but just find it anyway. Um, and I guess our horror podcast. Yeah, yeah go listen to the horror genre, yeah. and you can find multiple things to see. Thank you for staying with us too for the romantic comedy podcast. Well, you know, when we have an, an extra guest, we're gonna all get our sorry. Busy. No, no, please. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Let us know what you thought and give us some of your favorites. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.